Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536. And Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I guess your uh, your dental work is going to be covered now. Oh, that's good. Didn't yeah. feel like paying it for myself. Uh, sunny today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Yesterday was election day. Everything was uh, was completed. As far as I know, there were no abnormalities. Well, a few. There's a few things, but yeah. nothing nothing that's going to get recounted as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but uh, our day will go on as planned. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up your election day coverage. After 6 o'clock this morning. And there's some other things, too. Uh, this guy, Evander Kane from the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Did you see this? The injury he got? Yeah. Yeah, gross. We'll talk a little bit about that, too, because uh, that would send me screaming off the ice, too. That would end my career yeah. right there. Uh, so there's that and other stuff, too. It's 537 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I like how you did that. You ended the song. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't do the full ID until that last drum uh, riff was done, and then that was it. It's kind of right. cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty It's almost neat. like I've been doing this for a few years. Look at you. you, you you're like a, like a DJ. You're like uh, Alan Freed. I'd rather be more yeah. Alan Thick. I think that would be more uh, descriptive. Well, you don't want to have you lose your liver? No. Uh, no, I, I really don't. It's uh, sunny and a high of 54 today, uh, and it's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, J-Lo didn't hesitate to take Ben Affleck's last name when they got married. She says, quote, I feel like it's just romantic. It still carries tradition and romance to me, and maybe I'm just that kind of girl. You know, until I get divorced from him and I'll have to take my name back. Yeah, and then I have to go through all the rigmarole of all that paperwork, and uh, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. Oh, it's just way too much. Britney Spears doesn't want a movie made about her life because, quote, dude, I'm not dead. It sounds like she heard Millie Bobby Brown's recent comments about how she wants to play her in a movie. Uh, I agree with that. You really shouldn't. Ha- when, they, when they came out with that Rocket Man uh, thing, the musical for yeah. Elton John, mm-hmm. it's like he's not dead. No, he's just not doing very much. Like what kind of trouble could Elton John possibly get into now? Well, that's what. I, but 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 it should be after you're dead is when they tell the tell all. And didn't Elton John like have a right half of that anyway? Didn't he like have a lot of like say of what went into that movie? Well, yes, but you know even like the uh, like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, the other guys in the band had a lot to say about uh, Freddie Mercury. About Freddie Mercury. Yeah, but see that's the thing. Uh, Freddie dead. Yes. No, I know. He's 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 dead, and that was done appropriately, but the remaining guys had lots to say. Right. I, but I want to see, uh, you know, like, when Elton John passes away, then we have we hear all the, like, Bernie Taupin thought he was a jerk. Oh, that guy, you know what? That guy sucked. But he sold music. That's all I cared about. He dragged me down. Yeah. Uh, if audiences don't react to Avatar The Way of Water, James Cameron may stop making sequels. Thank God. Is that a threat? What happened to Titanic 2? Electric Boogaloo. Never went anywhere. It'll end up uh, being a trilogy in that case because the third movie is already in the works. 
So Really? I'm off these sequels after this one and this one. That's like, isn't that what Johnny Depp said? Yeah, they all I'm not going to do any more sequels until there's a big fat paycheck at the end of it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't walk away from that kind of money either. I wouldn't walk away for Union Scale. True. Uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, has already sold $45 million in advance tickets, and that could reach up to 60 to $65 million range by the end of the week. Some experts think it could make up to $200 million this weekend. Am I crazy, or is that a lot of money for a movie? That's a lot of money for a movie. Won't get any of my money. Netflix is being criticized for all its content dramatizing true crime stories. Some people are accusing them of starting a serial killer extended universe and treating real-life killers like the Avengers. There is a there um, is an awful um, lot of true crime stuff that... Uh, yeah, you know why? Uh, because people like watching that stuff. Why? And because we're morbid people. I mean, you know, when, the, when that Dahmer thing came out, I watched it. When the uh, the lost Ted Bundy tapes came out, I watched that too. You know, I'm not like I'm, it's going to motivate me to kill anybody. Yeah, I guess I, I, I guess I'm just not on that. Uh, I'm not on that bandwagon. Oh, you got to jump on, man. That's it's a hell of a ride. Uh, see, I, I want to go back to the days of uh, Robert Stack and unsolved mysteries. Those are good too. A Bye. woman in New Jersey has a sharp pain in her hand. Simultaneously in California, another woman is being stabbed to death by a mass murderer. Were these two stories connected? Coming up on Unsolved Mysteries. Who is that? That's Robert Stack. Oh, it's very convincing. That was a good Robert Stack. That's a very good Robert Stack. Well, thank you. I'm a big fan of Robert Stack. Had all his films. Well, I had Airplane. That was about it. That was that was his uh, hard hitting stuff. His award winning stuff was an airplane. Uh, Casey Anthony, remember her? I do. I loved when she was in the Sunshine Band. She will. Uh, no, that's KC, not Casey Anthony. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was confused. Uh, this is the one who had a very old pizza in her trunk. Uh, Casey will. <laughs> You're speak- telling me that Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band didn't eat pizza in the car? That was Domino's. You got to put it in the trunk. You can't. Uh, you can't get let that go. Anyway, hey, Casey, sorry to interrupt. She'll speak out on camera for the first time in a three-part series called Casey Anthony, where the truth lies. After we just did a story about true crime <laughs> stuff, about how there's so much of it, uh, we're we're it's, it's on Peacock on November 29th. See, that's the thing. They're they're coming down on Netflix, but Netflix isn't the only one doing. This. No, of course, Net- of course they're not. They're just the they're just the big fish in a in a in a large pond. They just have the most true crime stories. Uh, yeah, that'll uh, premiere on Peacock on November 29th. Uh, did we talk about the Christmas story, that there's another Christmas story with yeah. with Peter Billingsley? Yes. I just saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, it just looks stupid. It just looks incredibly stupid. And it's like, how do you, why, why would you mess something up? You're uh, not, well, no one's going to stop watching the original, but Gene Shepard, who wrote and narrated that whole thing. Yeah. Has nothing to do with it. I think he's dead, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they couldn't uh, do his voice and p- pick words, uh, you know, that people say. You can do it with uh, digital. Well, I mean, I just I just find it hard to imagine it'll be anything any near close to the greatness of the original. Yeah. 
And I and you're right. If he narrated that, and now Peter Billingsley is an older character, he doesn't sound anything like that narrator, which kind of ruins the story, doesn't it? Uh, I would think it would ruin the story. Yeah, Gene Shepard's been dead since 1999. But do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I totally understand yeah. what you're saying. Uh, Judge Judy Scheinland said Justin Bieber was, quote, scared to death of her back in 2014 when they were neighbors. She said he was uh, he would pay his front door monitors to let him know when she was around so they wouldn't run into each other. Can you imagine living next to her? No. No, I, I wouldn't. Especially if I had a dispute. Yeah, I was had to say, take her to court. Everything is going to be a legal dispute. Well, who mows this patch along? Well, it says right here in the property thing that you were supposed to mow the lawn. Do you think you'd take her to the hot bench? Oh, I, yeah, I would take her to the hot bench any day. Speaking of hot benches, uh, Kim Kardashian shared a photo of a time where she was in a caution tape cat suit. It was a cat suit just all wrapped in caution tape. Sure. She wants something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was wrapped in anything like this was when Ray J gave me some a lesson in tushalinguism <laughs> and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Uh, Caitlin? Did you ever have a language lesson like that I have before? never had a language lesson like that. Oh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once put a plum in the pudding hole. <laughs> Enjoyed a little Purina, Purina colon chow. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? Well, yesterday was voting day. I, I voted Republican in the primary. <laughs> Did you vote Republican in the primary, I too? I think that's personal. And Kanye? Yesterday was vote day! <laughs> yes, if I it hadn't was. been banned from Instagram, I would have known that, damn it! <laughs> Such an injustice. How about that Republican primary? How about it? Such an injustice. That's your Hollywood T-Rise. You're probably going to do I Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let me get right to the point. The reason why I never played in the NFL, apart from my notable lack of physical coordination and athletic ability, was my deep concern about sustaining a difficult and painful injury on the field. Additionally, I also chose not to pursue a career in the NFL out of a keen respect for the human condition. Specifically, I did not want to shoulder the liability of inflicting painful injuries onto other players. Because when I throw down, I throw down. For the last 50-some-odd years, the NFL has played on both artificial turf and natural grass. And for the last 50-some-odd years, there has been a mountain of anecdotal evidence that turf creates significantly more injuries than a freshly grown bed of grass that has been planted in dirt. Specifically, we're talking about non-impact injuries specifically to the legs, like knees, toes, ankles, feet. I don't like feet injuries. Had my share. But in a recent study of all 30 NFL stadiums, including the 16 that use turf, the number of non-contact injuries is about the same on either surface. This contradicts the study that was released in 2019 that claimed that turf injuries were in fact responsible for a rising number of ACL injuries. This latest survey argues that the difference between the two surfaces is insignificant and the complaints against turf is largely anecdotal and not based upon actual data. Even yesterday, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones stated that the survey supports the idea of keeping turf surfaces intact rather than needlessly spending money to replace it. Of course, it should be pointed out that it was the NFL owners who paid for this study and it would be the owners who would have paid to replace these turf surfaces, which makes me think that perhaps the whole point of the survey was to pr prove that turf is fantastic 
so they wouldn't have to pay to replace it. You can always replace an injured player with another guy, but replace turf? That's expensive. And really, haven't these guys paid for enough? Sure they have. I'm not saying this study is biased, I'm just saying it might not have been completely true. Because truthfulness costs money, even if it costs money to disprove, and nobody wants that. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a drippy faucet or a leaky toilet? Go see Dave at the Liberty Street Rockies. Dave knows the difference between a ball cock and a flapper valve. Good people like Dave and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Big election day yesterday. Big, 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 big. Was it really? S- biggest election day we've had in a year. Yeah, it happens every year uh, right around the same time. Uh, usually the, what is it, the first Tuesday in November? Or that's second what they, Tuesday in November. That's what they uh, they tell you, unless it's like a primary or a special election. But yeah. uh, yesterday, this should not be any surprise to anybody. But Maura Healy is your governor of Massachusetts. Now, I'm reading the stories last night, claiming that she is the state's first female governor. Have we forgotten Jane Swift? I don't think we should forget Jane Swift, even though. She was uh, lieutenant governor. She was lieutenant governor and became governor when Paul Salucci left to become a uh, a diplomat. He uh, became like the uh, the ambassador to Canada, and then she was the governor of the uh, of Massachusetts. Well, uh, but Maura Healy is not the first female. I you know what. Um, I don't care. Well, I don't care if you care. There are people that care, and I am not going to have people bad mouth or dismiss Western Mass's very own Jane Swift. I'm just not going to allow that. Where is she from? Uh, Either Adams or North Adams. That's not even really Western. That's more like Albany. I mean, if you think about it. Actually, you know. it's a town that neither state wants yeah. to claim as their own. So, uh, so, so, yeah, Maura Healy is now the governor of Massachusetts. Uh, Jeff got a raw deal. <laughs> he came. He uh, he didn't do very well at all, um, which I was really surprised at. You'd think with uh, Charlie Baker, um, you know, being the being a Republican governor and in him. I think it's safe Bag to say him. that uh, that nobody had much of a chance against Maura Healy. Uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, Tony Signoli will be on at eight oh five to talk about all about this. Uh, oh, good, this, good. What took him so long to respond? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing I want. He know said about. he was sorry. He's not. Uh, he's yeah, not. I one know. Of, he's not one of those guys that uh, you know screws you over. Anyway, so yeah, Attorney General Andrea Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um. She she blew out that James McMahon dude. That's uh, she crushed him, one point two million to seven hundred eighty five thousand. Hey, I hope you go home and think about what you just didn't do there, James. And in a, a surprising uh, uh, turn of events, William Galvin is the Secretary of State. He is now serving his nine hundredth term. Yeah, in that office. How long has he been doing that? For? I don't know. Every time I've seen him, he's like he just keeps getting progressively older. Uh, this whole ter- we need term limits. We were talking about this yesterday. We need you shouldn't have the same person in charge of something for that long. 
It just doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the uh, his opponents didn't do uh, didn't fare much better. Uh, State Treasurer Deb Goldberg mm-hmm. won by a landslide. Right. Over uh, a libertarian, though. Yeah. What are you gonna? You're do? not gonna do that well in no. a state like this. Uh, Auditor Diane Dizoglio. Dizoglio. Yo, it's Diana Dizoglio. Hey, Uh I'm your new auditor. What do we got over here? She beat Anthony Amore. Because when the moon hits it's your eyes like, like a, a big, big pizza, pizza pie, pie that's so vote Amore. <laughs> we, they should have been. That should have been his thing. Uh, let's see. U.S. House. Uh, oh, big surprise. Richie Neal won. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Uh, for the House, James McGovern. I don't know who that is. Uh, he is the son of Mr. and Mrs. McGovern. Yeah. Yes. I don't know him at all. Those uh, those ballot questions. Yeah. Um, the uh, let, let's uh, let's. No, no, no. We're not done with the governor's council yet. Oh, uh, I, Paul uh, DePaulo. He. Uh, oh, it's showtime at the DePaulo. <laughs> I love that yeah. show. Governor's uh, council. Tara Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Oh well, she won. Uh, oh, yeah. John Velas won again. Uh, he'll be back. Jake Oliveira won over uh, Tremendous Johnson. Well, I don't know. You know, uh, the one uh, the one thing I did see that, uh, yeah, I'm sad about. What? I really want Chip Harrington to win something. Oh, it's like always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I like yeah. Chip. He's a good guy. He is a good done guy. No, He's a very nice. Wanted, done nothing but want to serve his community. You and yet he just has not been able to win an election. You know what it is? Maybe he's just too nice of a guy to be a politician. Yeah. there's got we got to find some dirt to, to, yeah. to cough up and... And let him run yeah, on that Chip, one. Chip, uh, just a little information for now. Do something scumbaggy. We'll, we'll vote you in. Yeah, man. rather than be such a nice freaking guy yeah. all the time. Uh, Nick Boldega, mm-hmm. he, uh, he won uh, for, for the 3rd Hamden District. Aaron Saunders won the Massachusetts House. Uh-huh. I don't know what that is. Uh, Shirley Ariga. I don't even know these people. This must be out to the eastern part of the state, right? Yeah, probably. Second Franklin District. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, Berkshire, yeah. Uh, Pignatelli, uh, K. Elaine for Hampshire County Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, that second person, Yvonne Gittleson, only got 4% of the vote. <laughs> All right, so now we can go on to the question. All right. The income circuit surtax amendment. All right, so listen up, millionaires. Uh, if you are uh, wondering uh, whether or not you are paying extra 4% tax, it's going to be a bad day for you. Yeah. This it was actually pretty close, 51% uh, to 48%. And for a while, the 48% seemed a little bit higher than the uh, yes votes. But yes, it, it's going to happen. If you're a millionaire, it's a bad, bad day. Uh, dental insurance. They're going to they're gonna pay for your dental care and not spend their money on corporate bonuses. Yes. That's what we found out yesterday. Uh, no, on the alcoholic uh, beverages thing. So no, uh, so, so no not, limits. You're not going to be able to. No, you're not going to be able to have 18 of them. I thought no was the. No, they're they're limiting it to 18. No, 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 no. I thought there was a. They were extending it to 18. Oh my god, I don't. I don't even know. All right, you know what? We'll talk to Tony Signoli about that. All one right, and see good. what we got. Good. Uh, the driver's license thing. Yes. Fifty-three percent said that uh, all these uh, immigrants uh, should be able to get a license. Okay, see how many of them actually want a license. And then uh, the ag—I don't know what. Oh, a four-year mayoral term in Agawam. 
that failed. They like yeah, they're they're two and done, huh? Is it? I guess that's what I think. It's it must I think be it's two, two, and then to re, two, and then redo. Yeah, see that's that's too long for a small town like that. Four years, four years. Yeah. It's a it's a long commitment. You know, if if a guy stinks for three years, you got him for one more year. Or stinks for two, you still got him for more for two. Or he stinks for one, you still got him for three. Four years is a long time to wait. And then nobody voted on Shelburne's question five, <laughs> which was what it says: Community Preservation Act. Zero votes, zero percent for yes and for no. No, they're just still counting. Yeah, it's not like it's not like they they skipped. They you know, skipped a line. You know, I'm uh. I, I was following some of that national stuff, the national uh, races. Sure. Dr. Oz lost. And he not only did he lose, he lost to a stroke victim. What does that say about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, th- like this, this is what we've been presented with. Okay, all right. Uh, you got Dr. Oz and a guy who can't get a sentence out of his mouth. Which one do you want? Yeah, we'll I- take the one that can't get the sentence out of his mouth. Not for nothing. But that guy with the stroke was really making sense to me, as opposed to yeah. Dr. Oz, who was making absolutely no sense with his well-placed words and grammatically correct <laughs> presentation. That, that, uh, that debate, he was so well-spoken in that debate <laughs> over Dr. Oz I mean, that he won. Sure. He may have been speaking nothing but nonsense, but that nonsense was... Was speaking to me directly. That was my nonsense. But but isn't that just very cartoonish of of our elections? The TV doctor, if you will, <laughs> couldn't beat out a guy who couldn't get a sentence out of his mouth during a debate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you clearly win the debate because the guy who didn't tie his tie uh, correctly and was wearing basketball shorts see, yeah. doesn't necessarily... Mean that you've got this thing sewed up? Yeah, th- th- this is why I don't follow this stuff because yeah. it's, it's like it's like, and, and you know when somebody asked me one time, well, how come you put politics stuff in Hollywood trash? And I'm like, because it's all entertainment. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so there you go. We'll you uh, we'll it. get into more of this uh, with Tony Signoli coming up after eight o'clock. It's six twenty. We're back some angle on Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by. Xfinity Mobile's biggest wireless deal yet. Get two lines of unlimited 30 bucks a line per month. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Oh, Elect- you're very welcome. Election Day was uh, was yesterday, obviously, and Western Mass News was uh, getting answers for viewers after viewers reached out to the newsroom with ballot machine problems at their polling places in Springfield. At Central High School, poll workers told us that the ballot machine had a faulty battery, which stopped them from counting votes yesterday morning. The decision was made to have voters place their ballots at the bottom of the ballot machine to be counted later. Uh, we've learned that the ballot machine was fixed a little later in the morning, and the ballots placed fixed? at the bottom what of the machine were then fixed? scanned to what be do you mean? What do you mean by fixed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it fixed, fixed, yeah, or yeah. fixed, fixed, fixed? So they they tell you what the decision was going to be, and then they tell you that that was completed. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. The decision was made to have voters place their ballots at the bottom of the ballot machine to be counted later. We have learned that the ballot machine was fixed a little later in the morning, mm-hmm. and ballots placed at the bottom of the machine were then scanned by the machine to be counted. Okay, so was it we like fixed or was the fix in? I don't know. That's what I want to know. Who are you fixing in this state? You know, if you haven't used your voting machine in a year, yeah, 
kind of like uh, you know how like a daylight savings time you're supposed to change the batteries in your smoke alarms. Yeah. Shouldn't you be just changing the batteries naturally in every election cycle just to make sure? I mean, maybe I don't know if you need a bunch of D cells or if it runs on you know, a nine volt. Or you take out the Nintendo cartridge and blow on it before yeah, you put right. it back in the yeah. machine. Maybe a little yeah. compressed air mm-hmm. might uh, might clear out the cobwebs. Could be. The second problem we were told about happened at Van Sickle Junior High. Ooh, I hate Van Sickle Junior High. <laughs> if there was going to be a problem, yeah, it was going to be at Van Sickle. Poll workers told Western Mass News that one of their machines ran into a paper jam problem. It's Was it like... Uh, uh, Space balls where where the where the radar was jammed. <laughs> strawberry, sir. It's strawberry jam. <laughs> uh, we have learned that quote poll workers quickly identified and solved the problem within minutes. They described it as a quote minor inconvenience. The third polling place with issues reported by viewers was at the Boys and Girls Club. Oh well, there the you go. Boys That's and the girls problem. club. Poll workers told Western Mass News they were dealing with an influx of voters first thing in the morning when they were still setting up the machines. Yeah, it's like somebody showing up to a tag sale when you haven't had all the stuff out on your front lawn yet. No early birds, okay? <laughs> get off my lawn, take a drive around, go get a breakfast sandwich and come back. Yeah, let me get the tags on all this merchandise. This uh, caused a backup of people having to wait in line outside the building until everything was set. Uh, they said since then, voting has run at a steady pace. Throughout the day. This was obviously done yesterday. I know, but these are the kinds of disrupting uh, anecdotes that have everybody wondering whether this is all on the up and up. Uh, There is good news. After traveling uh, all these polling place locations uh, this afternoon, voters told us as they were exiting the polls that everything was operating smoothly and didn't express any issues with the voting process. I went to my polling place yesterday. You did, yeah? Yeah, I told you they still have, uh, have the guy named Chip who's the constable. Taking the ballots at the crank ballot box at the end. Mm-hmm. You walk up to Chip. You walk up to Chipper and you hand him the ballot, and he rolls it through the machine. How you doing, Chipper? How's the family? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's a, he's like he's like uh, he's the town he's the town constable. He's the guy that yeah. uh, governs everything. I know the uh, the machine. I, guess. I don't even know what the hell a constable does. But. I know the machine in Hamden. I believe is the original one when the town was incorporated back in the early 1800s. I'm pretty sure this thing is too. It's like this old box with a with like uh, four numbers on it. <laughs> like four like rolling numbers. Yeah. And every time you crank that handle, the you know, that's how many people voted for yeah. the day. And and those numbers although they, you know, they they, you know, roll over as mm-hmm. how many voters are. I believe those are actually inscribed on actual human bones. And uh are they really? On bones, just a, it's a, I, I, you know, I don't have any confirmation of that. It's just a belief I have. I, uh, I, I, I did my, I did my duty, and my name was properly on the voter roll this time. Well, there you go. Yeah, there was a, it was, oh, it was me who lives at that address. Well, I would hope so. Well, yeah, I told you, you know, you yeah. can never tell. I, just, I, don't, I don't know how it uh, gets to be so complicated. Uh, it's, it's complicated because we make it complicated. Yeah, every but you know again, how many times have I voted where they've had? It's been three times since uh, that the, they they have no recollection of me being a registered voter in town, even though I voted for the last five years in that town. Well, I just don't. I, and it's not like I don't go in there with my Rock One Hundred Two T shirt and uh, they don't know and announce you. who I am. They don't know who you are by that. They know who I am. 
Uh, Springfield police are investigating after a deadly shooting happened early Tuesday morning. Around 1.35 a.m., police were called to the area of the 0 through 100 block of Walden Street. For a shot spotter activation, officers found a man suffering from a gunshot wound and was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries. Uh, it's uh, according to Springfield police spokesman Ryan Walsh. The investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Department Homicide Unit along with the DA's office. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Springfield Detective Bureau or text a tip anonymously. That was, uh, I uh, had to take a different route yesterday coming to work because of this. Oh, really? Yeah, it's right, it was right off of Belmont Avenue, uh, right past the CVS, as soon as you turn down 83. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then all of a sudden... Uh, when you see that state police like RV thing there, you know, you know it's something, bad. Something's, something's real something's bad going on. Yeah, the uh, New York State Police has reported that the search for the kayaker missing since October 22nd has concluded with the recovery of his body. New York State Police reported that uh, Mr. Mayock, I don't have this Frederick Mayock of Springfield, uh, was removed from the Canadarago Lake in uh, Otsego County on November 7th. New York State Police had been searching for a missing man near that lake in uh, in that county. Troopers responded <clears throat> to the launch boat launch on October 22nd for a report of a missing kayaker. 47-year-old Frederick Mayock of Springfield was last seen assembling a kayak at approximately 12.30 p.m. on the 22nd. His kayaks and other items were later found uh, unoccupied. Two people were arrested in Holland. Uh, the country? No, the town of Massachusetts. Mm. After attempting to run from police, according to the Holland Police Department, you mean the cop in Holland, <laughs> around 4.40 p.m., two people uh, known to have arrest warrants issued by state courts were observed exiting a vehicle. The officer told the suspects to stop, but they ignored him. One person was taken into custody by the officer, but the other suspect ran away. Officers from Holland, Wales, and state police, so one, two, three, and probably four or five troopers, <laughs> As well as the state police canine unit began a search around the perimeter. The second suspect was eventually found hiding under a trailer in a yard and was arrested. Wasn't that the guy who was the, wasn't that the uh, marathon bomber was found inside of a boat? Yes, hiding was. in somebody's boat. Yeah, all messed up and stuff. <clears throat> the uh, Holland police chief has uh, uh, commended Sergeant Edwin Ward, Officer Michael Murphy, Officer Vincent Sullivan and Officer Charlie Williams for their work in arresting the two suspects for the incident and another incident just hours before. Before, where uh, Officer Sullen, Sullivan had to use naloxone during an overdose incident around 1.04 p.m. on Monday. Like these uh, crime stoppers and lifesavers going out in Holland. The 911 call said the person was suffering from an overdose and was unconscious. Officer Sullivan was the first to arrive and save the life of the individual. Police do not believe the two incidents are related. You know, I have to say, uh, Steve, I do not recall a single story out of Holland in years. This must have been a major situation in that town. What? Because like nothing ever happens in Holland, unless like a well, like a cow gets loose. Yeah, but you know what? There was a there was something out of Holland about a missing girl from years ago that was one of these again one of these uh, these unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something in Holland. There was somebody who who recognized. There was they were trying to piece together more information with that. I wish I could remember. I don't remember what it that all. was. A uh, prospective air traveler was roasted by the TSA on social media on Monday after officers with the federal agency said it caught the person trying to conceal a gun inside a raw chicken stashed in their carry-on luggage. 
The weapon was flagged by TSA at Fort Lauderdale International Airport in Florida, where officers found it wrapped in what looked like thin paper packaging and hidden inside a raw chicken. Now, what's worse as far as, like, TSA is concerned? Smuggling a gun uh, onto a plane or smuggling raw poultry? Because both can be dangerous. I think raw poultry would be the more dangerous thing than the gun. I also think it's a waste of perfectly good poultry. Well, yeah, but you get that juice that runs out of the chicken and it starts mm-hmm. to, you know, you're on a hot airplane. Nothing but air, bacteria. Yeah, yeah. thing starts to smell. Next thing you know, everybody on yeah. the everybody on that flight has got uh, you know, botulism yeah. as a result of uh, of rotting chicken meat. A post shared to the official TSA Instagram account on Monday included photos of the uncooked bird being examined in an airport screening security area. And uh, the gun, once it was removed and unwrapped, it's captioned, leaned heavily into Thanksgiving-themed puns, starting with, There's a personal foul here. (laughs) 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 That's like a chicken joke. The plot chickens as we barrel our way closer to Thanksgiving. For us, it's a time to be thankful that our officers are always working around the cluck to keep you safe. Oh, jeez. Okay. When does it end? When does it end? It's got to stop. The, the whole, you know, government agency trying uh-huh. to be funny. It, it's just like these signs on 91 that's, uh, you know, uh, come up with some quirky uh, thing o- over the, the, the road construction signs. People love their puns, though, Steve. And this is funny, funny stuff. Can uh, you believe it? That's what was the other one. Can you believe it? Can oh, you believe it? Very good. Yeah. That that was posted at the at the Fort Lauderdale International Airport. Hilarious. Yeah. But don't go flying with the with raw chicken. You know, they need me to write the jokes for them. Yes. You know what he was going to do with this chicken? No, Steve, what was he going to do with he that was, chicken? He was the head of, he was the head of all the hens. Uh, they were going to throw him in the cockpit. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gold, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's fantastic. See, nobody asked me to write their damn jokes. They should. They should. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It is 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock at 6.53, and Metallica with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It is 28 right now in downtown Springfield. One person in Los Angeles County. Wins $2.04 billion in Powerball. Yeah. Now, um, I just did some sloppy math on a calculator. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for whatever it's worth, obviously, this is before taxes. But uh, just to give you an idea of what $2.04 billion would look like, yeah. if you were to uh, divide that into 52 payments, like, fi- like split it up over the course of yeah. a year, every week, that would be the equivalent to a, of a $39 million paycheck every week for a year. Daniel. Think about that. Thirty. I could probably live off of $39, 000, excuse me, $39 million in a year, never mind a week. How would you even blow? For anyone who says, you know, a lot of people will blow through all that money. You're not blowing through $2 billion. Well, you, you, I mean, you've got to be you, wicked irresponsible. And, but it can be done. It clearly can be done. Well, you know, I would like I would like to uh, take those odds. 
Here's what I would imagine what would happen uh, for somebody who decided, hey, you know, this is how you this is how you lose it. You buy a giant property, piece of property. You buy many different properties, right? But then you don't realize that you got to keep paying taxes on those properties mm-hmm. year after year. So you you overwhelm yourself with all this stuff, and then uh, you know you go to Vegas. And you start betting fifty thousand dollars at a time at a hand because right. it's like it's like dollars to you at this point mm-hmm. uh, because you think you have all this money. It's very easy to go through two billion dollars. See, the it, government does it every day. Yeah, I know. See, for me, going to Vegas and blowing all that money at a casino yeah. doesn't appeal to me because you know, uh, even though you know, I could probably stand to lose fifty thousand here or fifty thousand there. That's not where I would go. No, I, I would I would buy a nice piece of property mm-hmm. uh, with a lavish swimming pool and uh, a waterfall grotto or two and yeah. live in that house. And never leave it. And possibly never leave it. That's yeah. that's what I would do. Well, you could create your own little city. Yeah. Uh, I mean I would I would like, you know, give money to immediate family to shut them yeah. up for a little while and then you know then decide uh, you know what to do with the rest of the 2 billion dollars I have in my pocket. Uh don't you remember uh uh Macaulay Culkin uh, as Richie Rich and he had his own McDonald's in his house? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Me- remember the TV show Silver Spoons yeah. where Ricky Schroeder was driving around from room to room in a train? I would love to do that. I would do that yeah. in a heartbeat. See, just well, one. I gotta find a uh, a train that could support a fully grown man par- uh, carry on a few extra pounds. But other than that, I think that would be terrific. Well, I mean, we had we talked to those guys. Th- those are pretty uh, pretty heavy duty. Remember those guys that have that run that train set out in Southwick? It's like a it's like a yeah. mini mini train where yeah. people can ride in them. That you, th- I bet you they they have one out there for you. Imagine that in your house. You could be boxcar backsy again. So many people win these uh, jackpots, yeah. and they blow right through it. But you're talking about a jackpot, you know, like, oh, yeah, I won $10 million in the lottery. Please. I laugh at your $10 million. This guy, whoever this person is, because they haven't come out publicly yeah, yet. it might not even be a person. It, it might be an entity. It might be... See, that's the thing. Yeah, it might be like yeah. 25 people in an office somewhere. But I'm guessing uh, somebody who bought a ticket from Joe's Service Center... You know, it's like the small gas station mm-hmm. uh, in California. It's just like any way, you know, it's like the mobile station over here in Longmeadow or something like that. It's like it's like a local business, but it's it's backed by or whoever they use for their fuel, like mobile or, or whatever. Right. So it's a, it's a small garage. Yeah, but in Longmeadow, a $2 billion jackpot is almost a cut in pay. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's your year's taxes. Two billion. That's what you pay to have someone mow your lawn. Well, hey, you want fancy high schools and all that other jazz? Uh, you, you guys just the uh, the lump sum of this thing was going to be nine hundred ninety-seven point six million dollars. Now I know that's that's a lot off the top, but <laughs> I could squeeze by with that. And now this one lucky bastard in Los Angeles <laughs> County is the one who wins it. See, now you should play tonight's or whatever the next drawing is. Because then you could be that winner. Hey, do you remember that big two point zero four million dollar jackpot? Yeah, I played the next day and I won. You know what I mean? Like that—that's how it works. Well, you actually, but your odds are not any different because you still have to go with the same combination of numbers. 
Yes, but you could still win twenty million dollars or whatever the. What base am I going to do with twenty the, million? Please, yeah, I know. I'd almost God be kicking myself forbid. in the pants. Yeah. This guy wins nine hundred ninety-seven million dollars on a lump sum. You know, if you won, uh, if you won uh, two billion dollars, you would never know. You would never be able to keep up with all those charges that are going on your credit card. You're damn right. I, yeah. I get a hell of a lot more of what them. What is this charge for $1,995 a month that I'm paying for? <laughs> and I've been doing this for five years? That's crazy. I feel like I've gotten screwed. Yeah, how did I not, How did I miss this? It's just about 659 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in Cuss's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, in my opinion, there is nothing worse than playing on a team that sucks. All right, maybe it's a few other things that are worse. But when it comes to sports, whether it be at the professional or at the collegiate level, the worst thing that can happen is when your team appears to be incapable of winning. For example... The longest active losing streak in college basketball is currently being enjoyed enjoyed by the Delaware State Hornets, who have now lost 24 games in a row. Who currently has the second longest losing streak in college basketball? Well, I would have said the once mighty Georgetown Hoyas, who are on a 21-game losing streak, but that ended last night when the Hoyas beat Coppin State 99-89 in overtime. Now... I can totally understand being part of a terrible team with ineffective teammates. But here's the thing that I do not understand. Until last night, Georgetown had not won a game in 328 days. They had not won a game since December 15th of last year when they beat Howard University 85-73. Since then, nothing but losses. And since then, head coach Patrick Ewing has been able to keep his job despite taking this once proud university and turning it into a place that no longer provides top-notch college basketball. Instead, Georgetown only provides something known as an education. And at over $62,000 a year to attend, I would expect to get a little bit more than just an exciting college degree. Folks, if you were unable to win a basketball game in almost a year, you would no longer be the head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas. You would become unemployed, even if you happen to be Hall of Famer Patrick Ewing. More importantly, at what point does a guy say, you know what? Maybe I don't want to be the head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas. How many losses would it take? 10 games? 12 games? Letting your players sink for 21 straight says to me that perhaps you're not really helping out and that perhaps this isn't really your thing. Even though the losing streak is over, there's another 21 games on the schedule and it's not looking pretty. But hey, NMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Did you realize that it is Power Tool Month at Rocky's? You're going to find great deals all month in Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman. We're talking Power Tools? Oh, yes. We are talking about Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock one. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It is 28 right now in downtown Springfield. For uh, those of you who cannot get enough uh, election coverage, Tony Signoli will be joining us after 8 o'clock. We'll be talking about uh, what just happened. What happened? What happened? That was my big line. That is, like, I got a real wet wagon. I, I, uh, I don't know what happened. And, that, and that's why we have political experts to talk yeah. all about it. 
I'll be uh, I'll be snoozing through that interview. What are you talking about? Uh, You're listen, a good Tony, friend. Of, no, no. Tony and I and you are good friends. The he's three of a us. nice guy. It's the politics thing. I don't I don't care. You see, I, and, and I'm watching. You know, I'm <laughs> scrolling through social media, watching all these people freaking out about which way it went. Oh, I know. For whatever, uh, however way they wanted it to be, and it didn't uh, didn't work out for you. Well, okay. we'll uh, we'll get to the bottom of all of it when uh, when Tony's on the phone with us after eight o'clock. Again, uh, I still will point out uh, <laughs> the whole Doctor Oz thing. Doctor Oz uh, lost to a stroke victim. I yeah, mean, it, you really can't get any more uh, cartoony than that. I think it, uh, at some point uh, in the night you have to say, you know, maybe politics just simply isn't for me. It's not for me. Yeah. I mean, if if I'm going to lose to a guy like that yeah. after a performance like that in a debate, maybe I should focus it, on being a doctor. He, he, here's, uh, here's the big repercussion uh, of, of all of this stuff. I still had to come to work today. <laughs> it's not like... You know, yeah. Anybody won the Powerball? Show must go on. Ca- uh, close by. Hey, how about some uh, Am I the a hole? Oh, how let me let me let me get the uh, the opening. That, yeah, we uh, don't have an opening for uh, that. We don't have an opening. You ready? For that. You ready? Yes, You're ready? I am ready. All right. Uh, am I the a hole for yes. eating ice cream directly out of the tub? I'm currently staying with my in laws. Okay, you know what? You don't even need to go any further. <laughs> Just <laughs> the moment you say you're staying with your in laws, yeah. Uh, Before we came to visit, my mother-in-law asked me what uh, pregnancy cravings I was having because she wanted to make sure uh, they had them for me. I mostly crave chocolate fudge brownie ice cream, and they bought a lot of it for me. Mm -hmm. I was eating it directly out of the tub since it never lasts more than two days max, and nobody else was eating it as far as I was aware. My mother-in-law's goddaughter has been there for a few days now, too, and uh, she saw me eating the ice cream from the tub and told me I was being gross because somebody else could have wanted some, and I should use a bowl instead of eating it just directly from the tub. I told her I was going to eat it all anyway, and she accused me of being greedy. I started crying because we kept arguing over it, and she was making me feel awful. My husband saw me crying and was furious with her. My mother-in-law has been trying to smooth things over between everybody, but my husband is still angry at her, and she's still angry at me because she thinks I cried on purpose to make him angry at her. Oh, my God. Oh, Listen God. This. What does this baby do? Jeez. Not fast enough. Oh, God. Can you imagine listening to that all day? Yeah, I do. I can imagine it. Um, so who is the, uh, so is she determined, trying to decide whether she is the well, a-hole or the, the sister-in-law is? Yeah, if she's, uh, if she's the jerk for, uh, for eating the ice cream out of the tub, I'm going to say, yeah, you are the uh the a-hole here. the pregnant lady yeah i'm gonna go uh with the uh, sister-in-law being the a-hole <sighs> okay well let me uh let me let me make my case here go ahead all right just because you're pregnant you're wrong yeah doesn't mean <laughs> that you get to you know flaunt society's rules by uh by eating directly out of a tub of ice cream it's not your own home you just said you were staying at somebody else's home. Somebody else provided that ice cream. It's obviously somebody else's refrigerator or freezer that you're taking this out of. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like, I don't know. Like, you wouldn't do that. I don't even, I don't, even if it's something that's mine at my house, I don't eat it directly out of the tub of ice cream. Right. Steve, let me try to impose a little bit of uh, rational thought into yeah. this whole thing. Uh, Nice try, but here's here's what the the thing is all about. Uh-huh. This pregnant woman 
was asked by the in-laws, is there anything you're craving? We will supply it for you. This ice cream was meant for her. It was not meant for the sister-in-law or anybody else in the family. This was meant for the pregnant lady who, one, uh, emotional, uh, eating for two. There's a lot going on, both physiologically and uh, hormonally. You know, this was her ice cream. How she eats it and in what fashion is her business, as far as I'm concerned. And you know what? When I eat ice cream, sometimes I eat right out of the carton, too. Okay. You give me a pint but, of like Ben and Jerry's. That's mine. That's that's right. a single serving as far as I'm concerned. Okay, but you also only share the house with one person. True. You don't and you obviously know whose is whose out of the uh who whose stuff is in the in the freezer. True. Oh, that's uh but it's also your wife. So I mean even if she did eat out of the same pint you ate out of, it's no big deal cuz right. you know, you kiss each other and mm-hmm. stuff. It's not like uh you know, uh, it's it's like a roommate. True. You know? Yes. So, uh, I don't know. I, I It's just, I don't feel that it's proper when you're in someone else's home. Even if that ice cream was put away for you, did she tell everybody that it was for her? Well, see, again, you got to establish a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, bits of information here. Did we, everybody in the house understand that this was hers? Yeah. We, we don't, we don't know the yeah. answer. Well, I'm I'm gonna say that uh, you know the pregnant lady wins every single time, and if she wants to have ice cream right out of the, right out of the tub, guess what? She can have it right out of the tub. Man, you got whipped. No, I didn't get whipped. Yeah, it's just no, did. no, no. It absolutely not. It's a, it's 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 just about you know this this can be yours. I got this for you. You do with it what you choose to do with it. But for you people who are living here anyway, you can go get your own ice cream now. If the pregnant lady was eating somebody else's uh, else's ice cream, yeah, you know she wanted the uh, uh, the, the 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 chocolate brownie uh-huh. ice cream. Uh-huh. Okay, but let's say uh, this other lady, the the sister in law, wanted strawberry ice cream. It wouldn't be my choice, but she wanted the strawberry. Well, if the pregnant lady were digging into the strawberry by the tub, then I'd say okay, then she's wrong. But in this case, this was for her, not wrong. Right. I guess right. I, I I disagree with you, but uh, you can disagree. All you know, you it's, want. A t- it's a toss up. It's a toss up. All right, well, all right. we can split on that one. All right, uh, number two. Am I the hell for telling my sister in law her kids are going to hate their names? I, twenty seven female, my sister in law, thirty four female, has four kids and a baby on the way. Oh God! Oh my God! She is the definition of a crunchy mom. Her family is vegan, with no electronics in the house, has all natural toys and clothes for the kids, homeschooling, etc. She wanted her kids to have unique names and not basic names. I already know that the uh, sister-in-law is the a-hole here. Yes, I would say so far, yes. All of her kids have ridiculous names. Barry Lean. uh, Oh, pronounced Bryolin. Falcon, pronounced Falcon. Mm -hmm. uh, Rory, pronounced Rory. Mm -hmm. And Kelvin, pronounced Calvin. It's spelled, you know, I'm just showing you the way they're spelled. Right. Uh, my sister-in-law asked me what my opinion was on naming her next baby Astra, Inky, or Lore. Oh, my God. She also went on a rant about how my husband and I's baby is going to have a basic name and not be memorable. I'm six months pregnant. My husband and I plan to name our son James. Sweet baby James. Who wouldn't know on a, a yeah. kid like that? I told her she was naming uh, not kids. She was naming kids, not dogs, and her kids are going to hate their names once they get older. <laughs> 
She got really mad and began screaming at me and that I was rude and kids' names are more than just a name. She stormed out of my house after this. All day I've been getting calls from my mother-in-law and brother-in-law about how I'm being evil and rude and I need to apologize to her. My husband agrees with me that someone needed to tell her she's given these kids ridiculous names. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't going to be him. <laughs> I feel bad, like maybe I should apologize. It wasn't really my place to say anything, but I'm so sick of her mom shaming me. See, that's the thing. If this woman hadn't mom shamed her to begin with, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, you can name your kid whatever the hell you want to name your kid. That's really your well, business. Well, I, I think there's uh, there's plenty of a-hole to go around this whole family. I mean, yes, I think if you're going to mom shame, uh, you know, then that becomes your problem not really theirs but on the other hand i also believe that if you're going to name your kids names that will get them beat up in a schoolyard then uh there's a chance that you are an a-hole too yes there's a huge chance that you, you know are. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um, and, and by the way uh yes names are important obviously but uh y- you know those children are going to be primarily judged on the quality of their character not just their name and if they are judged by the name, it's because it's stupid. I got a name for the kid. Yeah. Seven. I was going to say Soda. No, Seven. Seven is the name. Oh. Mickey Mantle. That's yeah. the number. Yeah. I like the name seven. Soda. <laughs> soda. <laughs> or the kid named Soda. <laughs> You're naming your kid after a number. You want to do one more? Uh, yeah, we got a minute. Uh, am I the a-hole for fulfilling my promise to take my girlfriend on our anniversary to France? She was not happy. This is some cliche movie shiznit. Some woman thinks France is really... Some women thinks... Oh, I don't know if he's trying to say something. Some women think France is really romantic and dreams of going there. My girlfriend basically forced me to promise her we'd go there for our three-year anniversary. We're not doing uh, great on finances. Rent and other costs have gone up, and my girlfriend lost her job, so we don't have a lot of disposable income. I work. Uh, I have a work trip in Martinique. It's a French Caribbean island. They speak French there, and it's the closest I can do to bringing her to France at the moment. I can't afford a trip to France, and I don't have enough time. My girlfriend has been moping around saying how disappointed and sad she is. She isn't going to France this year. I uh, promised her uh, in a few months we can do it, and then we get everything sorted out. I bought her a flight to Martinique, and my boss said she can stay at the hotel my company is paying for. I extended the hotel stay by more by four more days, so I'll have uh, four entire days together, plus evenings on the four days I'm working, so that's eight days for her to enjoy the island. I showed her this, and she was so pissed, saying how this isn't the same as France and how I'm an a-hole for not asking her first. I told her I wanted this to be a nice surprise, and I'm doing the best I can to bring her to France. She said, this is a slap in the face. I don't see the issue, though. So that's uh, Paris or Bordeaux, but that's still a part of France. Is that still part of France? I think so. Uh, plus, the island is gorgeous. Uh, I believe the a-hole in this situation is the wife. The girlfriend. Uh, the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, if you can't afford France, don't go to France. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to go to a Caribbean island for my vacation, but I can't afford it right now. So we're going to Florida. Yeah. If this is if this is a long-term commitment, you have a whole lifetime ahead of you to yeah. finally get to France. You know, you know, lavish vacations. I would rather just like go somewhere and and be and have it be quiet for mm-hmm. a week. That's what I want for a vacation. That's why I go to the beach every year. I go uh, 
I do. I, I, I rent a place with a bunch of other people, mm-hmm. like 30 other people, and we rent one of those big beach houses, and uh, it's a nice time because we, it's affordable. Yeah, it's, we, we yeah. didn't even go to the beach this year. The two vacations we took this summer were both in Vermont at a uh, at an RV that's already bought and paid for. Yeah, so you don't want to be around people. No, yeah. we just wanted to do, you know hang between the two of us and do nothing. That's what we're into. That's our to us. That's a really good vacation. Neither one of us have any desire to go to France. I would because it would break the bank if we did that. I would give this gal uh, uh, some French fries. You know. Yeah. Right. That's and as a, close to and, France as you're going to get. And a bar- and a beret. There you go. So uh, you can say, hey, look, uh, you can just pretend like you're in France. Here's a bottle of French's mustard. And by the way, you're going on an all-expense-paid vacation to Martinique, which is also pretty nice. Which is probably nicer than actual being in Paris. Yeah, it's cleaner, and people are probably less arrogant there. So it's probably a better trip overall. And and those French people don't smell as bad on the island. You realize those French people got a different word for everything? That's ridiculous. (laughs) And it's it's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 727 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 66. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. We're going to be at uh, Western Mass News later on today being interviewed by the great uh, broadcaster, uh, uh, Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Famer, Dave Madsen. Oh, oh, is he a Hall of Famer too? He is. Really? He is a, uh, yeah. In fact, I watched... My acceptance speech was kind of based on his acceptance speech because I wanted to see how much profanity I could get away with. Oh. And he only swore once, Dave? which I thought was, yeah, he swore, he said, uh, son of a bitch. And I thought, well, if That's he can get not, away with that, can I get away with these F-bombs? That's not swearing. It, that's, but, like but, a, that's a retired guy who's sitting around drinking bourbons with his friends. And, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I figured. Smoking cigars and, ah, uh, oh, that son of a bitch. Where are you? I'm 30,000 feet above your head, you bastard. See, that's why I chose to not drop the F-bombs, yeah. but I had a couple of jokes in the in the speech that could have been switched up with one, and uh, because of him, I find him to be uh, an inspiration. So we're going to be uh, talking to him today about the uh, the Mayflower Marathon, and Ter- Terry Maxey from the Springfield Open Pantry is also going to be a part of that discussion, too. So that, that'll, that'll be, uh, be kind of cool. This son of a bitch is ice cold. <laughs> why separate knob? Why, why? separate why? knob? Separate knob. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, that's coming up today. I don't even know when it's airing. I don't know if it's this week or the following week. But, uh, yeah, Dave Madsen and, y- and you and me. All right. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've always wanted to go on an archaeological dig at 1030 <laughs> in the morning. Ooh, a live dinosaur. Here he is in the flesh. He's going to really enjoy talking. I'm sure he will. Yeah. we got news next to Rock 102. 731. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it is time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Well, Election Day was yesterday, and uh, NBC had projected that Maura Healey was uh, the winner of the uh, governor race here in Massachusetts. A major step for the LGBTQ community as Maura Healey claims victory to become the first lesbian governor, governor in the nation. Maybe that's what you were mistaking. You said uh, first female governor. Well, uh, she's the, the first lesbian governor in the nation. There were a lot of people on Facebook saying she's the first female governor. That's not true. Jane Swift was. She would be, however, I believe, the first female governor elected in the state of Massachusetts. Jane Swift took over for Paul Salucci when he became the ambassador of Canada. But Maura yeah. Healy, 
out and out wins the election. Actually, kind of by a landslide, too. So yeah. not, not much of a surprise. So good on her. Well, it, it kind of is a surprise because, you know, with Charlie Baker uh, having been a Republican for, uh, you know, that many terms or that many. Wasn't it? Didn't he get reelected like three times? Yeah. This is yeah. like his, his third term. Yeah. So uh, and and it went from like two years to four years, I think. He got that extended. No, no. I think he was always a four year term. Are you sure about that? I thought uh, it was two years. No. That, the mayor of Springfield went from two to four. Mm. Governor, I think, was always four. Well, anyway, uh, it was a cam- it had, was a campaign where poll after poll has shown her ahead in both primary and uh, won the general election. So uh, yeah. there you go. Maura Hilly is now the new governor of Massachusetts. Now, will we be able to get her on this show? Probably not. It would be nice to get her on the show, but only because, you know, we had a decent relationship with uh, with Charlie. And, uh, you know, we've been trying to get him uh, in the studio. In fact, he said he would. We just have never been able to, to lock down a date. Have when was it? Remember we, remember we finally got Deval Patrick on the phone? Mm-hmm. And then he got mad for us asking him questions about things well, that he uh, you know, <laughs> was, was... Top story of the right, day. Right, yeah, right. And he was not prepared to talk about the top story in the Boston Globe. That was actually, the I think, the second or third time we talked to Deval Patrick. Because the first time... He uh he called the contact that set it up and said, "Boy, that was a whole lot better than I thought it would be." Well, no kidding. We treated you well, and we treated you well the time we pissed you off too. Uh, I just remember uh, Devon. You, you I don't even know what you asked him. About. Oh, you asked him about like tuition assistance for for, for illegal immigrants. Yeah, that, and, and it, that was a top story yeah. of the day, and he flipped out over well, it because well, you know he wasn't prepared. No, no, no. He answered the question. Well, he didn't really answer the question. He said some words and made it sound like he, he, he did what a politician does and then uh, and then afterwards his pe- his his like person called me immediately what was that all about you know like they thought that just because we were doing this charity event for a food pantry that we weren't going to ask him any questions about you know politics about, yeah, that about- was the whole idea of having you on because listen there are some people out there that like you uh, if that entices people to bring down food for the Mayflower Marathon, then then that's the point. But you d- that doesn't exempt you from being asked any questions. They, I, I, this is yeah, what, this I, is what I hate about politics because nobody wants to answer any questions that are the important things about policy. Well, it's the, all about hey, well, you can't like that guy; he's crazy. The thing you know, I, that, that kind of thing. The thing I, I that 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 exasperates me is if you ask a direct question. Like in that case, in that case, it was a direct question. Hey, what do you think of this? This is the top story of the Boston Globe, and I la- and I and I dropped that question in his lap, and he, like you said, he, yeah. you know, he gives you uh, talking points or or yeah. or works his way around yeah. the issue and never actually answers the question. Yeah. That I find to be terribly unsatisfying. They all do that. They though. all do it, and 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 that's and that's what's so exasperating. Yeah. You know, just like. Charlie Baker to me seems like a real live human being, like a real live, breathing, walking, mm-hmm. animated human being. He's not. Uh, uh, he, it's not like you're walking into the Hall of Presidents and you're seeing guys work. You know, you move very, very slowly in little jerky animatronic uh, movements. Those are the kinds of politicians we typically talk to. Yeah, but then you have a guy who's like a real live human being and says, "Okay, in uh, three terms of this, I've had just about enough." I respect that. I respect Charlie Baker. He's a real live person. Well, he's uh, he's probably doing something else now. 
What do you think he's going to be doing? You think he's going to be bartending at uh, TGI Fridays on a weekend? I th- I wouldn't be surprised. Pick up some extra bucks for him if, and the family. If he's bussing tables at yeah, the fort. Yeah, why not, right? You got to do something. That's right. He's a hard-working dude. He works very hard. Got yeah. a great, uh, great uh, work ethic. Uh, I guess there were some issues at some of the polling places around Springfield. Western Mass News was getting answers after viewers reached out to their newsroom with ballot machine problems at their polling places. Uh, at Central High School, poll workers told us that the ballot machine had a faulty battery, which had stopped them from counting votes. Do we know what kind of battery? Was this like a 9-volt uh, A double cell? Double A's. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then uh, one of the poll workers' kids was using it in their uh, their, their their machine, their yeah. little uh, iPod player. You know, if you if you got those... Uh, double those... A batteries in an iPod. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if, if you're using those newfangled ones with the with the nine volt, yeah, and you and you stick that to your tongue, yeah, if it shocks you a little bit, you know, low grade shock, it's still a good battery. Hey, I, you know, th- you brought up a good topic. You know, let's forget about this election stuff. Sure, talk about batteries now. Why That's not? a much better topic. Well, I, Every who doesn't use batteries? I always wondered about this. Uh, so, a nine volt battery is small and, and rectangular, rectangular. Yeah, right. And then a six volt battery okay. is actually huge. It's a huge battery. It's a, they go in like lanterns and stuff like that. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's a big square battery with the two prongs on the top. Mm-hmm. Why would you need more like space for a six volt battery than you would for a nine volt battery? I don't know. That's a good uh, good question. I believe... Uh, if anybody they, knows about batteries, I'd love to hear the answer to this question. Well, you see, the 6-volt uh, well, the six volt battery could be smaller than the 9-volt, but in its design, it has a much higher current capacity than the 9-volt. The 9-volt battery has uh, six 1.5-volt cells in a series, while the 6-volt battery has uh, four 1.5-volt cells in a so series. So it lasts longer than the 9-volt. That's what I'm trying even, to tell you here. Yeah. So even though it has more power... Yeah. The nine volt, the six volt will actually. Oh, but I, I guess that makes sense because you're using like a flashlight, and that would be something that would you'd need, like a lantern. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to a nine volt, where you know you're just playing your little uh, foot football game, on, the little dot matrix football <laughs> game on your ha- handheld. That's right. That's right. You're passing on third down, and you know, you know you need you don't need six volts. You need nine, nine volt. Oh, we have battery experts oh, on the phone. I'm so okay. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's oh, oh. Uh, okay? Rock 102. Oh, oh man, no. see, you know what? Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Kevin from Weathersfield. Hey, Hi, Kevin. Kevin. Welcome to Battery Talk. What can we do for you? Well, I wanted to let you know that there's something called amp hours inside the battery, which is roughly equivalent to the amount of time that it's able to provide that voltage. And that's why that uh, six-volt battery is huge, because it's going to have a lot more amp hours. Gotcha. All right. That's what I figured. Are you you an electrician? (laughs) No. uh, Well, automotive, I do uh, high-voltage electrical. Oh, automotive. You You probably have to know about all that uh, power distribution stuff. Well, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, for helping us during a battery battery chat. Talking to me? All right. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Not anymore. Yeah, you know what? Everybody else is doing electric coverage. We're doing battery chat. <laughs> you know what I missed? The days of batteries not included. Remember that store? You could go in and you could buy a battery anywhere. 
Steve, uh, Max, can you come into my office here for a second? Yeah. It says here that you didn't talk about the election uh, during the 7.30 news, and you chose to talk about batteries. Is there a reason why you didn't talk about the local election? Do you understand how important it is uh, to talk about the NICAD batteries that go in uh, old to RC-type uh, <laughs> machines? Yeah, it's a lot of people uh, buying these. I used to have a I used to have a remote control car called the Big Bubba, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Big Bubba was like a Bigfoot, right? But it was like the knockoff version of Bigfoot. It had a nine it had, that was a nine volt NICAD battery that was huge. It was long. Oh, that thing would melt your face off. Uh, well, you you know if you overcharged it, that was the end of the battery. You know, everybody else is talking about elections. No one else is talking about batteries today. Well, batteries are very important. The whole world is walking is, is uh, being run on batteries. Yeah, that and ball bearings. What I got to give you a, a refresher course? You know, I'm I'm part of this. Uh, I think I told you, but uh, this bunch of nerds that I'm uh, friends with these uh, other uh, DJs. Yeah, uh, and and they got they got these things called the uh, the Blue Yeti, the Blue Eddy, the uh, microphone. No, it's a it's a it's like a power station. It's a you, it's oh, a portable power those. station, yeah. and it's got its own little solar panel to go with it. So you could, and it runs. Uh, you know, uh, this guy, one guy was uh, showing a video of him using his own sex toy in his house yesterday. Uh huh. And then uh, he was showing, hey, look at look at look at this thing. Look look how long the battery lasts on this. And it's, well, how it's, long did you watch this video? Oh, forty five minutes. That's what I did. How long was the video? Uh, three minutes. <laughs> I just kept watching it about fifteen times, and I was <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, satisfied. Right. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's it's these, you know, we've come a long way with battery power. I'm really glad we've had this conversation. Oh, me too. Me too. You know, battery power is important, and if you want to take, uh, you know, with all the portable things that we bring with us these days, these things last up to like four to six hours. With you could run like a refrigerator and all that stuff. And it charges by itself with its own solar panel while you're outside. Thinking about how all these green tree-hugging hippies are listening to this conversation yeah. right now. Yeah. They just, they're just they kicking off their Birkenstocks and yeah. saying, thank God for Bax and Nagel who are finally talking about battery-powered. Good, old-fashioned, environmentally safe battery power. Well, Why are we not having more battery conversations? Well, listen, we're going to talk about the election coming up with uh, after 8 o'clock with Tony Signoli. But no, right now, the no. most important thing is batteries. You know, we're not going to talk about elections with uh, Tony Signoli. We're going to talk about batteries. Yeah. Have what you, kind of batteries does he have in his house? You know what uh, drives me nuts is the, uh, the AA batteries and how, like, I have a Fire Stick, an Amazon Fire Stick. Uh-huh. For some reason, the batteries seem to drain in any of those very quickly. It's almost like Jeff Bezos set that up on purpose. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, how many more batteries can we sell to you, uh, yeah. you schlubs? Hey, what's your, what's, your, uh, what's your take on nickel cad- uh, cadmium uh, batteries? Nickel cads. What well, do you that, li- that was what do you the NICAD battery I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, that was the one that, uh, that unfortunately easily explodes. Yeah. How yeah. Do, you, do, you, I mean, do you prefer the lithium-ion uh, ones or uh, the old nickel cads? I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, more, I'm jumping on the, uh, the lithium. Yeah, uh, I kind of with you on that one. You know, kind of with uh, you. The NICAD is an outdated, antiquated uh, thing that nobody really uses anymore. <sighs> I, oh, hope, really? I hope Tony Signoli's preparing himself. <laughs> you know, I'd I'd tell you all about the Senate races, 
but we're all out of time. Ah, nuts. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. From the Classic Rock, it's 749 and the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You're on the air with Battery Talk with Anode and Cathode. <laughs> we're taking your calls. Uh, these people, this is, this is what happens. You, you start talking about something stupid like that. And that's where the calls come in. Yeah, you start talking about politicians. Nobody cares about that. They call because they want their to give you their input. Yeah. Like there's, like there's on somebody, the battery. Like there's somebody driving on like a like 91 heading north. You know, going to go to work in Holyoke or whatever. And they say, God, I can't stand this election chit chat. What they're talking about batteries? Give me the phone. Yeah. And then, then they're wrong. Siri, call Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And next thing you know, boom! All yeah. of a sudden, we're getting phone call after phone call after phone call. About batteries. It's battery chat. Hey, uh, Rock 102's annual Mayflower Marathon is right around the corner. Three days prior to Thanksgiving, we'll be at the uh, at a brand new place by the South End Market at MGM Springfield. Uh, we'll be broadcasting 52, for 52 hours beginning on Monday the 21st through Wednesday the 23rd with the goal to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the Springfield Open Pantry. We need your help to make it happen. You can start up your collection today at work, at school, around the neighborhood, even around your own home. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our many sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, 413 Dumpsters, and more. You can get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon, powered by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, Gary Rome Hyundai, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. And by the way, yeah. we will have our share of plenty of batteries. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a lot of batteries. Well, we'll, we, well, we'll continue battery talk in just a little bit uh, <laughs> where AAA doesn't mean the auto club. Uh, but, but right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right now. Now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> I was so fixated. I'm talking about batteries. I forgot we had an obligation to do this. You were all amped up about batteries. Ooh, oh, listen oh. to you all. <laughs> what did you say? All right, clip number one. The $2.4 billion Powerball jackpot winning ticket was sold in California at Joe's Service Center. Apparently, uh, not only does the winning ticket get money, but so does the store that sells the winning ticket. Here's Joe K- uh, Kayahead, the... Uh, owner of Joe's Service Center receiving his $1 million prize and talking about what he's going to do with his money. The California Lottery is so excited to present the gentleman behind me from Joe's Service Center with a million dollar bonus check. Yeah, round of applause. Joe, what are you going to do with your money? I want to share it with family, with my kids, my grandchildren. I would like to thank all the media They come in with this weather. And celebrate with everybody. Yeah, you see, uh, I was waiting for uh, two chicks at the same time. Yeah, that's that's the what right What are you going to do with that million dollars? Two chicks <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> you should, see, my reaction would be, yeah. I am selling this dump for more for and, and and living the rest of my life on whatever I just won. Well, not for a million bucks. I mean, he's. I mean, he lives in California, True. so I'm sure a million dollars is like a month's worth of rent out there. <laughs> For his service station. <laughs> uh, clip number two. 
Chicago High School principal Joe Powers has been suspended over his handling of a student who wore a German soldier's uniform and gave a Nazi salute on stage during a Halloween costume contest. Oh, my God. The principal claimed it wasn't a Nazi costume, but rather that the student was dressed as an East German soldier from the communist era. Oh, my God. I guess however way you want to paint that. Yeah, and people were upset that I was considering dressing up as the Pope again. Uh, Here are uh, students booing uh, as he walked across the stage and the student that witnessed the act breaking down what happened. That costume can be and easily was perceived as a Nazi uniform. And because it was easily perceived as such, many, many people were rightfully offended by that. Like, Nazis? This dude is a senior. This dude is 18 years old. A grown man. He knew what he was doing. I wouldn't consider an 18-year-old a grown man. Well, I mean, he is technically an adult. Yes, for certain things. Like, he can buy cigarettes and vote. (laughs) But he can also he act can like actually, an a-hole in public yeah. on Halloween night. Yeah, he can go to that uh, that German store that was in the, the guy who ran that store in Falling Down with Michael Douglas. <laughs> Think about it, huh? <laughs> Think about it. Uh, this guy, uh, in clip number three, this guy in this video uh, calls himself an idiot and then explains why, his, why he's right. His wife gave him a grocery list with the items numbered one through seven, but he thought each number meant the amount of that item to buy. I went to the store today to get a few things that my wife told me to on a list. I put the list in my pocket and went to the store. Yeah, number one, Valvita. Number two, chips. Number three, hamburger. Yeah, that's how I read it now. How I read it at the store is, I need one block of Valvita. Two chips. There's your two chips. Hamburger. One, two, three. Y'all get the picture. Four waters. There's four waters. Five things of sugar. 20 pounds of sugar. Six pastas. Seven <laughs> salt. Number seven is salt. I'm an idiot. Seven containers of salt. <sighs> when you had the seven containers of salt in your cart, do you think there's an awful lot of salt she Are we wants? really going through that much salt? He is kind of an idiot. Yeah, he's kind of stupid. Hey, uh, go move on to the next clip. Uh, what is it, number four? Number four, yeah, yeah, something like that. A bouncer, a bouncer in Oklahoma went viral with his uh, trick to spot a fake ID. In the video, there's a young lady trying to get into his club. Here's how it went down. Typically, when I get a fake ID, first, I'll let them know, ma'am, this is a fake ID. And then I'll wait for their response. It's not, though. So. And that's the typical response. And then I tell them, well, if that's so, then why can I rip the fake ID in half like that? And typically they say, and then I'll say, you can't stay here and you got to go. You can't stay here and you got to so, go. Uh, can I get it back? No. Can I get it back? Probably because we're better than everyone else. Can I get it back? <laughs> can you get it back? No. We're just going to go to the bar and try using it there. I told you the uh, I had a fake ID, which was actually my real ID, just uh, altered a bit. Mm-hmm. New York State, when I uh, turned 16, uh, you, they give you the license. You know, you have to get one of those. Sure. And then on the it, it was this, it was supposed to be the state of the art. No one is ever going to get fooled by these things. I always love when they say that because there's always somebody out there that <laughs> always, there ain't nothing. Somebody's is, a master of it. Nothing is foolproof. And uh, this we everybody realized quickly. Hey, if you just take a colored pencil and push it into the number, you know. So mine was my my birth year was a seventy eight, and uh, if you just took a colored pencil, you could. You could just mark out the thing and made it look like a three. So I was uh, automatically yeah. like 25 years old. 
And uh, that's how that's how yeah. I used it. That's, if, how, that's if, how I got. If you were really good, you could have turned that eight into a zero. Yeah, and you could have been well above the drinking age. Well, I didn't need. I didn't want to go. To, uh, I didn't want to go too strong with that. Yeah. I didn't want to make myself look ten years older as opposed to six years older. Yeah, but at the, yeah. when you're eighteen, nineteen years old, yeah. you're trying to get into a bar. You don't. You don't care how they misjudge. But hey, it, it worked for the longest time. So there you go. Good on that. Uh, and that is now here. This it is uh, seven fifty six with Bax and Nagel on and uh, political consultant Tony Con- Tony. What's his name? Signoli. Signoli, Signoli is coming up uh, after eight o'clock, and we'll talk all about batteries with Tony. It's Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock. It's eight ten, and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel at Rock one hundred two. Going to be uh, sunny and fifty four <clears throat> today, uh, which is a nice day to uh, charge your batteries. Uh, you know, if you got that blue battery pack we were talking about, the blue blue Eddie. Mm-hmm. If you yep. you want to oh, yeah. do that. Uh, this is a perfect day to charge that nice full of sunshine. Actually, on the phone with us, battery talk now. Uh, <laughs> battery expert, the man in charge, Mr. Tony Signoli. How are How you, are sir? How are you, Tony? Hey, good, great. Good morning, guys. What kind of batteries you have in yeah. your house? Yeah, there you go. All kinds, man. It's crazy. That's right, you know? Yeah. You yeah. get all that good stuff. All right. <laughs> good, yeah. good. But, I, I suppose we should probably uh, head, you know, take, you know, get off the the battery chat here for just a second and uh, talk about stuff that's, uh, I guess, also important. Uh, you know, yesterday was the, was the midterm elections. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know both sides, whether you're Democrat or Republican, were hoping for a you know like big victories. And even though uh, you know, like Republicans didn't get what they want, I'm not so sure that the Democrats got exactly what they wanted either. I, I don't think there was a landslide on, on either side. It almost it almost seems like a draw. Yeah, well said. As we look across the nation, that would be the case. More closer to a draw certainly was a surprise because so many players in my field, Republican or Democrat, we all thought a red wave was coming. We were looking at probably 30 House seats changing uh, and going Republican. Didn't happen. What it cuts down to is what I hear you fellows talk about a lot. People don't care so much anymore, Republican, Democrat, or all the rest. They want answers. They want folks to get on down there and get things fixed. This was about the economy. This was about fear of preservation of democracy and all that. But the bigger, simpler way I would put it, whether it's in, gosh, I won't go state by state, but I'll tell you, what we saw in breakdowns at 3 and 4 o'clock this morning led me to say that really this was about, hey, elected officials, we've had enough of the BS. Go get something done because you're not doing anything, D or R. And if you don't, we'll kick you out in the next go-around. That, that was a surprise. There were some surprises in some of these races of people who didn't prevail, incumbents that are gone, Republican and Democrat. Yeah, you, you mentioned off, off the air that uh, you know one of the things that uh, would be concerning yep. to, to Massachusetts voters is that because the yep. House you know, has kind of uh, switched power, Republicans now sure. 199 to 178, they picked up nine, nine yep. positions. This would not necessarily mean yep. great things for Richie Neal, who would then be replaced yeah. as the head of uh, House Ways and Means? So, what does that mean for Richie Neal? Does he? I mean, he, mm. I mean, he won his his election, but he also lost yeah. the, the the most important seat he's had in his career. Yeah, an incredible accomplishment that he had earned the chairmanship of Ways and Means. So, what happens now? You know, because it was so close. Even if he loses that chairmanship, which he will, if the Republicans are you know controlling the House, he's still got not just seniority, but historical play and perspective and, and relationships. 
given that it's this tight, Stephen Bax, the Republicans may need him on a vote here and there. And, and the likely speaker of the Republican House, McCarthy, he doesn't have a cakewalk here. He's got to produce and make things happen. It can't just be, you know, let's beat up the Democrats, et cetera, and all that. He's got Marjorie Taylor Greene looking over his shoulder saying she's got a block of Republicans who aren't just going to go along with him as, as a new speaker. You need a Richie Neal, I guess the point I'm trying to make. And even a Jim McGovern, but maybe even more so Neal. When Neal was a rank-and-file member of Congress, even before he was chairman of Ways and Means, he was able to bring the bacon back home. I'm old. I remember when Gingrich was the Speaker of the House, and I remember some of the people in the Republican House at that time saying, "Yeah, Neil's a Democrat, but you know what? We can work with him. We can deal with him. And he's smart on taxes and things like that. I remember Gingrich visiting the city of Springfield when he was the Speaker of the House. I think it was at the, the uh, pancake breakfast that Judy Matt and the Spirit of Springfield do, uh, but I don't think that's the reason he came. I think he came <laughs> largely because Neil, Neil was here. So point that I make, Neil still got a position to play, and he's still the dean of the Massachusetts and New England House. Let, of all those members of the leaders, let's so be, still get something good. Thing. Let, let's be realistic, Tony. The bacon that Richie Neal yeah. has brought back is like the buy two get three free deal at Big Y, <laughs> where it's all thin and it's stuck together, and it really isn't. It's more, no. more, more for seasoning than it is for anything else. Uh, <laughs> from batteries to bacon there we yeah, go, there you <laughs> there go. You See, go. Yeah, that's all that really matters there you really go. Yeah. amen so you know i'm looking at the you know at, the, at the, the the massachusetts races i don't think anyone can be surprised by you know more healy uh you know walking away with this thing i mean it, it it just seems to be the kind of thing where it was it was hers to lose and she she wound up crushing jeff deal on this thing yeah Big time so. I mean, she had so much name recognition as attorney general in Massachusetts and nationally. She had a massive war chest by comparison to deals. And, you know, Deal was somewhat limited in his messaging, which was very, very, you know, pro-Trump, pro-MAGA, and a lot of issues that may have played with that base that does exist in Massachusetts. You know, Donald Trump in 2016 got 1.2 million votes. I don't know if he's got that same number or base today. But that's what Deal was going after. And you just can't win with that. As we saw with Charlie Baker, you've got to appeal to independent voters and unenroll. Because, in fact, there's more unenrolled, unaffiliated voters in Massachusetts than there are Democrats or Republicans. But, yeah, we all expected that. There's no great surprises in Massachusetts. You know, there may not have been a red wave nationally, but there most definitely was a wave of women for, Ma women for Massachusetts. Across the board, every constitutional office, except Secretary of State, is now held by a woman. That's pretty amazing. And for the first time, there's a woman governor in Massachusetts. Well, yeah, we, we tend to forget about Jane Swift, who, I mean, really was, I mean, granted, she's... Thank you. I mean, you know, yep. yes. I mean, you know, Paul Cellucci, yep. you, know, you know, left and became ambassador yep. to, to, to Canada, I believe. Yep. But we tend, I mean, I'm hearing this already. She's the first You're woman right. in the... It, no, Jane Swift held it first. I, you know what? You're absolutely a thousand percent right, and I'm surprised I missed that. I, I, I'm thinking in terms of you know elected governors. Right. On the flip side of that, you're absolutely right, and I happen to know that she is a listener. So I'm sure if she heard this this morning while she's out at her farm, I'll get a text or a call later on. But you're right, and I call that one wrong. You're on target. Jane was the governor, and that's why her portrait's hanging in the state house. Absolutely. Yeah, I so mean, well done. I mean, if it's in a steel cage death match between you know Jane Swift and Maura Healy, I you know I, you know, I can't tell you who 
who winds up winning that fist fight. But you know, I mean, let's not you know let's not sleep on Jane Swift here for a minute. Mm. You know, I mean, she she served her time. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, and a great in the time that she was there as lieutenant governor and governor. One of the neat things about Jane is she made sure that Western Mass was not forgotten. Yeah, and that's important. And that's what a lot of us will be looking at right now, given that everybody in those constitutional offices is all Boston. There's nobody, you know, from west of uh, 495. Are there any uh, surprises in the in the local elections that that, uh, that that are are notable for you? You know, there too, not really. You know, it was pretty much expected that that locally Democrats would do well. Certainly John Velas ran a campaign that uh, was phenomenal. I mean, he was really running at it hard throughout a very, very diverse district. You know, what's interesting is that for a lot of these folks, like Velas, uh, like Aaron Saunders versus Chip Harrington in what had been Jake Oliveira's uh, house seat, these seats are all different this time around. Velas, I'll use an example again. You know, he picked up West Springfield. So you've got to get out there and campaign in West Springfield and explain to people, gosh, your senator is no longer going to be Adam Gomez. I'm not running against Adam. I'm John Velas, and I'm just, you know, it's been redistricted. I'm running against Cecilia Calabrese. So no great surprises there across the board. Uh, Nick Baldiga holding on in his House seat. Uh, a lot of folks thought that would be the case. It's a very conservative district. So no big surprises in Western Mass at all. I, uh, I I did want to talk about uh, the uh, the race between Oliveira and uh, and Bill Johnson. So this was uh, this is for uh, you know Eric yeah. you know Eric uh, yeah. Eric's uh, seat. Lester. Eric Lester. Thank you. I don't know why I'm blanking on that. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I have a hard time imagining that this is the last yeah. we're going to hear of Eric Lesser. That there's there's something else on the horizon. Lieutenant Governor may have been a yeah. stretch for him because you know apart from Western yeah. Mass, I don't think he was known well enough on the eastern part of the state and that may be a part of the reason why you know he didn't go very far in this but but i gotta believe that he's already kind of you know planting the seeds of what would come next yeah i agree with you he's a super smart person he he, i i think in his campaign for lieutenant governor i think would have been great if he had done been able to do a better job saying what he had done as a senator what he accomplished uh, because the body of work that this guy actually did is pretty amazing. And even Republicans were happy with him in that regard, with the things that he actually did in the Senate. You're right. He's super sharp. He's got a, a, I like to call it a golden address book of people across the nation, the Obama crowd, etc. So I don't think we're done hearing about Eric Lesser. And if it's not elected uh, politics, watch him for a cabinet position, maybe in Massachusetts or elsewhere. He's just a guy who's got a lot of great contacts. I don't think, uh, and you know, a double Harvard pedigree, et cetera, and all that. We're going to hear more from Eric Lesser. You're absolutely right. I, I agree. And it may not be elected politics, as I say. It may be something else. He's got a good brain. I got uh, one more question before you before we wrap things up. Sure. How are positive and negative terminals of a battery identified? Do you uh, <laughs> have any insight to that? <laughs> You know, I mean, they t- politics, man. Yeah. And how, <laughs> how do they tell you which way the battery's placed in a device? I mean, you have to put one one way and one the other way. Why don't they just put them in the yeah. same place? I don't understand that. You know, because you got that positive and negative ionic flow. I won't go on the physics one, but it's, I'm glad you asked that, man, because I think I can make <laughs> political applications 
to that somewhere along the lines there and charge somebody for it. So thank you very much. I'll, I'll give you a royalty check on that. Oh, one. <laughs> if, if anyone could do it, Tony, it would be Tony Signoli. Absolutely. Uh, political consultant Tony Signoli. If you want to catch up with him, you can catch him at his weekend shift at Batteries Not Included, located in the Eastfield Mall. We do appreciate the time this morning, sir. Thank you so much. Tony, Thank we'll, you, guys. You're great. Take care. Tony Bye. Signoli with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bax and Nagel, you mean cathode and athode, and oh, uh, yeah. we're on battery talk here, and uh, we're going over to the mailbag. Welcome back to the Cathode Nano Show. We're talking about batteries here this morning. Uh, I got an email from Chris from Springfield saying, Good morning, Steve. I'm sitting here listening to your uh, conversation about batteries. Very, very interesting. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I have a battery issue as well. I purchased this very bright headlamp, and it came with some odd-looking batteries. Nothing written on the label. They are just about as thick as a double A, but as long as your middle finger. Any idea? Well, I guess you can't do anything with it, but uh, play with yourself with it. There you go. Well, Chris, the answer is I've looked this up for you. This is a this is a one of these rare rarities. So it's an A twenty three battery. It's slightly bigger than a double A, but actually produces twelve volts of power. Wow! How about that? That's How a lot of power. That? Yeah. So uh, there you go. That's enough on battery talk here on the Cathode Nano Show. We have news next on Rock one hundred two. You want to recharge your batteries, you head on over to the shortstop over in Westfield. <laughs> Great food and a welcoming atmosphere with a staff and treat you like family. The shortstop bar and grill in Westfield is the place to be. From fresh burgers to steaks to grilled salmon, flatbread salads, and incredible desserts, all the food at the shortstop is made daily. Chef Monica has created a menu with amazing food for everyone in the family. 29 different beers on tap, daily and monthly drink specials, along with a huge selection of appetizers and 30 TVs. So you watch it in your favorite game, you're not going to miss a moment of the action. Shortstop in Westfield is the perfect place to watch the game and hang out with friends. They actually have extra batteries on hand to make sure the remote controls are working so you can watch all your games. Relax on the huge heated outdoor patio with fire tables and live music creating the perfect atmosphere, or you can bring the whole gang to the entertainment zone with the state-of-the-art golf simulators and batting cages. Shortstop is number one for food and fun. They also have a banquet room for your special event. Shortstop Bar and Grill, 99 Springfield Road, Route 20 in Westfield, and online at shortstopbarandgrill.com. It's a restaurant destination that will feel like home. 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Max. Well, election day was yesterday. We uh, we talked all about that and uh, batteries with Tony uh, Signoli. Uh, we have uh, Maura Healy is our uh, brand new governor here in Massachusetts, and uh, nothing nothing really too surprising around the state. Hey, here's it a really question is. I have for What's you. What's that? <clears throat> How come they ask for your phone number when you buy batteries at Radio Shack? I don't know. It's a good question, though, isn't it? It is a very good question. 
Uh, so, yeah, you got uh, Andrea Campbell. She won for attorney general. Bill Galvin. We just went through all this whole crap. Do we yeah, really yeah, need yeah. to keep talking about it? Well, I'm sure it's a whole new bunch of folks who are desperately trying to find out who, in fact, won each and every political race. Uh, but, uh, you know, all that election stuff, crime still continues in Springfield. Springfield police were investigating after a deadly shooting early yesterday morning. At around 1.35 a.m., police were called to the uh, 0 through 100 block of Walden Street for a shot spotter activation. Officers found a man suffering from a gunshot wound, and he was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries, according to uh, spokesman Ryan Walsh. The investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Police Department Homicide Unit along with the Hamden DA's Office Murder Unit. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Springfield Detective Bureau, Bureau or you can anonymously text a tip. Uh, to two seven four six three seven. I gotta write that down. <clears throat> In case you're ever out and about. Yeah, you never know. Where's the battery tip line? You know what? Uh, wouldn't it be uh, a good service? I mean, I know you're talking about your uh, the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge, but can you imagine being like an emergency battery service? Oh my God, my my remote control. Uh, the yeah. batteries have died. Yeah. I have no extra batteries in my house. If yeah. only there were some place I could call. Yeah. And it'd be zip, like, zip, zip. It'd be like the, the Bax and Nagel battery service. The battery boys. The battery boys. Yeah. Right. And we would uh, we would hop into like a in like a the truck that we would have. It would be called a battery ram. And ah, then we would drive yeah. to your house and deliver batteries. What do you need? Uh, D cells, C cells, nine volts? Yeah, I got a, I got a whole line of collection of batteries for you right here. You want uh, you want some of them old NICAT ones? They're a little pricier because mm-hmm. they're antiquated. And you can thank the Battery Boys for providing you all with the batteries you need. Bags and nail Battery Boys coming to a neighborhood near you. I'm telling you, I think yeah. we're on to something. I think uh, I think we have um I think we are on to a very lucrative business. <laughs> I'll say. And lucrative not with money, but yeah. lucrative with uh, with compliments and uh, and thanks. No, I, I, I think there's there's uh, there's money in that. I, I got to believe there's somebody who, for whatever reason, says, oh, crap, I got to go out tomorrow and buy, uh, you, you know, like the AAA batteries. You know, here's the thing. I always forget to buy stuff. Sometimes I live in the hill towns. Yeah. It's like a Viking going out for supplies because you live so far away from everything mm-hmm. that if you don't, like, if I don't get something on the way home, then I'll have to push it off to the next time I go out, you know, which may be the next day. Or if it's a weekend, uh, who knows? I might not even be, be, be back till Monday. So I have to, like, plan my days around, uh, oh, you know, yeah. driving home. What great service mm. that would be. When that Amazon remote runs out again of yep. that uh, AAA battery power, and I don't have anything, and then uh, the battery boys show up. You know what I would like? Yeah. <clears throat> I would like a utility belt to go around my waist. And uh, remember those old uh, those old change things that uh, vendors used to wear? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one that like you press a button, shoots out the battery you need. What do you need? A C cell? Oh, boom! Right here. Here's a C. Here's a. You need three of them. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, but see that gets clunky because what if we're talking about those six volt batteries, the ones that uh, you know? Well, I haven't had a chance to workshop the whole thing. It's still it's still a a work in progress. But I I think you know that might be kind of a good way to do it, like on street corners and stuff. I believe we have battery experts on the phone. Terrific. Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? This is Joe from Chickory. The reason why Radio Shack would uh, ask you for your telephone number is because at that time they would give one free battery a month away for free. Oh, one free battery a month. How come I didn't know this? 
that's why they asked you your telephone number. Yeah, yeah they, they weren't. It was like a secret thing. They weren't going to tell you what they were using the uh, number okay. for. Okay, I just thought <laughs> all of a sudden you'd be surprised with a free battery at the end of the month. I thought it was for yeah. shady marketing purposes, and that's why they're barely holding on to business. Mm. Yeah, you got that right. All, all right, right. thanks all for right. calling, battery hey, talk. Okay, very good. Isn't there another one there? Uh, There's another sure. battery. Uh, Rock 102. Uh, no, that was it. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, Rock 102, battery chat with uh, Stephen Nagel. Stephen Hi, Nagel. how you doing? Hey, good. Uh, what's up? That's my name. Yeah, Paxton Nagel. Yeah. I forgot myself. What's I up? I got man? a battery story for you. Uh, oh, right. do oh, tell. Do tell. Come on with the battery story. Well, I got a girl I haven't seen in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to Adam and Eve and I sent her a vibrator. Uh-huh. Please keep this clean. It takes. I'm going to keep it clean. <laughs> okay, good. It, it it takes four C size batteries. Yeah. So she goes out and she buys uh, Duracell batteries, puts them in there, and she's just about to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Have her joy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and the thing went dead. <laughs> oh. So she calls me up. She starts bitching. I said, you know. Go out and get some, uh, I says, go out and get some of those energizers. Okay. The the bunny keeps running. Yeah, the bunny does keep running. Yeah, yeah. But, uh. I just said that was quite a story, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Know what kind of battery <laughs> Thank you, you very much. That was terrific. Yeah, we're taking battery stories. 293-1021. Okay, what do you got this hey, morning? Thank you very much for the call. Oh, look at the calls now. Uh, Rock 102, battery chat with uh, Bax and Nagel. Hey, boys, what's going on? Not hey, much. For your, delivery, yeah. for your delivery service, you got to get a drone. That way you guys can stay Stay cheated, put one of them VR helmets on, and start delivering batteries by drone. Oh, that's even better. You're right about that. All right. You're right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. That's going to involve a capital investment, but I think that's worth worth getting into. Brock, what do you run with battery talk? Hey, listen, guys. I want to just thank you guys for letting me know about this Blue Eddy. I ordered the Blue Eddy 50, and I, I love hearing what Steve Nagel brings to us because I'm totally blind, and this gives us an idea what to have. Here in our homes, I I want to thank Steve for bringing this up on the. You uh, are Eddie absolutely welcome. I'm, Blue Eddie fifty. I'm so I, I'm so glad I could provide a service to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very All right, very much. Battery All right, talk. there you go. Yeah. That's right. Oh, there's more. Calls. Oh yeah, there's more calls. Yeah, it's battery talk. Rock one hundred two. It's a battery chit chat with uh, Bax and Nagel. How you doing there? I got a question for you. Uh, my wife bought a marital toy. And I don't know the size, but she says it takes three lantern batteries. Do you know what size those are? Yeah, I believe that's the uh, the rombone volt you need to get uh, get there. They are they're shaped with three fingers at the tips, <laughs> at the tips of the battery. That's how you get it in there. Okay, because she's been walking around like she's been riding a hippo. But <laughs> well, yeah, that's what happens. All right, Barry, yeah, you take care of All yourself. Right, thanks there so much go. for the call. Oh, oh that was a successful uh, open line battery talk. <laughs> Where's Mark from West Springfield yeah, no on the kidding. end of that one? I'll huh? even take a dad joke, Dave, at this point. Uh, see, and now we have to go back to, well, we don't have to go back to horrible stories. No, no, no. Come on. Two people were arrested in Holland Monday after attempting to run from police. Ooh. How'd they get far with those wooden shoes? Well, you know, they've come a long way. I mean, uh, you know, Nike has put those together with some rubber soles on them now. According to the Holland Police Department, around 4.40 p.m., two people known to have arrest warrants issued by state courts 
were observed exiting a vehicle. The officer told the suspects to stop, but they ignored him. One person was taken into custody by the officer, but the other suspect ran away. Officers from Holland, Wales, and the state police, as well as the canine unit, began a search of the perimeter. The second suspect was eventually found hiding under a trailer in a yard and was arrested. The uh, Holland police chief uh, commended Sergeant uh, Edward Edwin Ward, Officer Michael Murphy, and Officer Vincent Sullivan, and Officer Charlie Williams for their work in arresting the suspects. For the incident and another incident that just happened hours before where Officer Sullivan had to use naloxone during an overdose uh, mm. incident uh, around 1 p.m. on Monday. They don't believe the two incidents are connected. I don't know why they had to I say don't know. that. I don't know. Uh, I just received a, a, a yeah. personal uh, message uh-huh. from someone who says, Interstate Battery does it for me on the commercial side. And then he sent some pictures of uh, of the battery lineup he's got. He's got some beautiful batteries over there. You got I mean, a battery lineup? He's got a whole battery lineup. Yes. How long did that take you? Two hours. But <laughs> nevertheless, I mean, he's got all the car batteries here. He's got uh, he's got the uh, the workaholic uh, interstate battery lineup. A whole couple, a couple boxes of stuff. This guy's really, uh, on the commercial end, this guy's really doing it. <clears throat> he's got it going on. He sure does. Nicely played. Nicely played. You know, we need to come up with a promotion. We could uh, we could send you on a trip to Battery Park in New York City. Ooh, uh, how about that? How about that? Yeah. Yes. We could do like a we could do like a show us your, show us your antique battery uh, collection mm-hmm. uh, thing, and then we'd have judges d- d- depending on you know which which has the nicest collection of old batteries. Yeah. There you go. With a trip to Battery Park. <laughs> how about that? Huh? I love it. We're on to something. Hey, uh, let's do a scenario. Let's do some uh, some fake stuff here. Okay, sure. If time travel was possible, which decade of your life would you choose to experience all over again? Your 20s, your 30s, Ooh. maybe even your 10s, maybe even your single digits? You know, if I were going to do it all over again... I sure had a lot of fun in my 20s. I had a lot early of fun 20s. In my, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was some good times. Those were some I mean, I barely remember a good deal of it, but I remember really in, from what I'm told, I really enjoyed my early 20s. Someone asked uh, 2000 American seniors, oh by the way, uh, we got to do that thing too. Uh, you gotta, uh, we got what? No, you get the the, the uh, forget it. Don't worry about it. I, this thing should always be on. I don't know why this is not always on. Why is that not on? I don't know. Oh, I'll, I'll, well, there you go. All right. So, someone asked 2000 American seniors Survey said. There you go. See, we're a little late, late to the draw. That's all right. You know what? The thing ran out of batteries. That's why I couldn't. Uh, See, couldn't and now if you had, if you had like the battery boys, yeah, call up a like nine, you know, like a nine volt one one, and all of a sudden oh, we would be out. Our, we'd be I over. like this. Yeah. I like this. Is a, this is going to be one hell of a business? I'll tell you that, Max. Anyway, somebody asked two thousand American seniors what they would do. Uh, high school kids? No, no, no. Like like, like, oh, like sixty five and older. The top answer was to go back and experience their 30s again. 30% said their 30s were the happiest or best decade of their life. Their 20s was second with 25% of the vote, uh, and the source doesn't list stats for other decades. Seniors were also asked what advice they'd give their younger self if they had a chance, and some of the most common answers include accept challenges, follow your gut, be bold, stay humble, always be prepared, and stay positive. Positive like a battery. That's yeah, right. Am I talking go. about huh? That's what I'm talking about. But would their younger self even listen? 49% said they received solid advice from people when they were younger but ignored it. 
Yeah, no, I, I would still say my 20s. My thirties, my thirties were kind of you know just uh, scratching at the you know trying to be an adult and yeah. working hard and yeah nothing fun. But the twenties, I enjoyed the hell out of those. I was given some solid advice when I was uh, eighteen years old, and there was a guy who uh, I had worked with, uh, and he said, "Learn a little bit about a lot of different things, mm. and that way you know because you're not going to be good at all of those things, but at least you have some knowledge of it." And you know what? I took a battery class back in 1999 over at Holyoke Community College. Right. And lo and behold, all of that information is now uh, coming up, and I know I, I can run a talk show based solely on batteries. Yeah, you probably thought at the time, what are we going to learn all this stuff about the batteries for? I'm never going to need this any more than just you know, put another you know, D-cell in this flashlight. But then here you are, 44 44 years 44 old. 44 years yeah. old. Sitting across the room from a 56-year-old old fart talking about batteries. Is this the greatest day of your life this or what? Is one of, what? This is the 10,856th day of my life. When I, when I think of all the many highlights of my career, the day you and I started talking about batteries, that was it. Hey. Ain't, ain't, ain't going to get any better than this. You want to you want a springboard for this show to get back into uh, Hall of Fame broadcasting status? This batteries. Batteries is batteries. the way to go. That's it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It's going to be sunny with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Joe's a nice guy. Even so, Joe knows you'd rather... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.53 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, the weather's going to be nice today. You don't have to worry about that. But uh, I'm watching, I'm looking at YouTube here. Yeah. There's these two guys. <laughs> I was like, oh, what if there's somebody, there's got to be somebody who's done battery talk before. Yeah. There's these two guys on YouTube. They call themselves The Current. <laughs> <laughs> And they have like five uh, episodes about batteries, and it's a uh, battery talk with Jeff and uh, Aubert. Aubert? I guess that's his name. Aubert. Okay. Our vision is to provide a resource for everyone to learn about batteries, battery companies, and battery technology. We want to enable you, the viewer, with the ability to sift through all the media ad hype, provide basic understanding of technology, and just have fun doing it. Unbelievable. Yeah. The current. I like that name. I like that's that a, too. That's a great like uh, the Hartford Current. N- yeah, the yeah. Hartford Current. Yeah, it's spelled go. differently, but you know what I'm getting at. Well, sure. Yo, the, the the battery boys at uh, a Hartford. I'm telling you, yeah. we're we're on to we're on to something. Mm-hmm. Get a strike while the iron's hot. I think so. Uh, <laughs> real quickly, I uh, just want to say, uh, yesterday we had Barry Krieger in here, uh-huh. and uh, and we had a blast finding out what bothers Barry. You know, for oh, some yeah. people it may be like you know picayune type of grammatical things, yeah, but. Yeah. But this is the stuff that really burns a hole in Barry's craw. But having said all that, he came here yesterday with the egg salad yeah. for both me and you. Oh, yeah. I had that egg salad last night. Me too. It was fantastic. There's I, no other way to put it. I had some of it yesterday. When I got so home. good. It was so, so good. It, was, it, like it, it almost melts in your mouth. It's so fantastic. Uh, oh, I, I was told to be careful because battery talk can be polarizing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody's talking, talking about. about. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, matter of fact, Barry left his notes in here. Oh, that's there right. Was all these things, and I was I was reading through them because that's what I do. Like you know, if somebody leaves a diary around, I'm going right through it. Why right? wouldn't you? And uh, one of the topics on there was like, 
what's the deal with NICAD batteries? <laughs> that was one of the talking points on there. Hey, we just and we ran out of time. We didn't yeah. get around to the uh, the battery chit chat. Ba- battery Barry, Battery Barry. He there could be we go. He could be the mascot yeah, for the he, Battery he, Boys. He could. He could. I like this idea. Yeah, I, th- I think we should go with it for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost too bad. The rest of the day is almost yeah. over. Tomorrow, uh, I don't know. We'll do something. Let's talk about coasters tomorrow. Yeah, coasters. I love coasters. Yeah, coasters. Yeah. You don't want to have like a ring on your table no. from putting your beverage down no, on the. You line. don't want. To, you don't want to do that. You want to have coasters. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just about eight fifty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Rock 102 Spring, <clears throat> excuse me. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's nine eleven and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Nine eleven. Oh, yeah. my God. What are the odds of that? Uh, it's going to be a nice day uh, today and tomorrow. 55 for a high today, 66 for a high tomorrow. It is uh, Flavin in downtown Springfield. Yeah, I don't normally do this because uh, we don't you know, normally do a, a shout-out, but uh, it, it came to my attention this week that uh, uh, that uh, one of our listeners, a longtime listener, Andrea Adamowitz, has, uh, had died uh, earlier this month, mm. and... Uh, I know her, her her family listens. She was a big listener. Uh, she died at the age of 55 in, out of Florence uh, through a long battle with cancer. So we just want to offer uh, her friends and family our condolences, uh, the family of Andrea and Amwitz. Yes. Uh, yeah. That is very sad. It very is. Very sad news. Um, well, that kind of brought us down a little well, bit. Well, I mean, there. you can move on to other things. I mean, it's like uh, well, I was gonna go she would have wanted it that way. A whole bit, bit about batteries and, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, see. Thanks a lot, Bax. I, I, I'm not trying to bring us down. Just, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, to, you know, thank, uh, you know, and offer our sympathies to a family who, you know, were big fans of the show up until about two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whose fault is that? Uh, it's probably mine. Yeah. I probably didn't give as much as I probably should have. Yes, but we do sorry. offer our condolences we do. Uh, to her family. Uh, but but shifting gears here, let's let's talk about this battery business because. Um, <clears throat> I think I think we're on to something here. I think we are on to a major idea here. I mean, think about this. We, if you, in case you missed it, we started talking about batteries today. I don't even know how it even came up. We were talking about election results, and boom, something about batteries uh, gets well, mentioned. My, I think my question was, uh, why does a 6-volt battery is bigger than a 9-volt battery yes. when the 6-volt has less uh, voltage in it than a 9-volt? And it was explained to us that it has more cells inside of it that it would make it last longer. So, and right. So, uh, this is what we came up with, uh, that Steve and I would provide a service, where uh, emergency battery service. So, like, for example, if you needed, like, a, a new set of D-cells in an emergency situation because your mag light uh, burned mm-hmm. out. Yeah. You call up the battery boys. We shoot over there. We give you the batteries you need. You pay us for the for our, our time and service, and boom, there you go. And then I mentioned you have Barry, Battery Barry Krieger as our mascot because that guy sells units like you wouldn't believe. And then uh, if you wanted to, you wanted our help, you would call nine volt one one. I like that. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's a it's a franchisable idea. Think about this. If it's successful here, we could franchise this thing all over the country. We have a we have a, we have our uh, we I call him our morning show Photoshop guy who uh, <laughs> photoshops all these great pictures <laughs> of us. And I put it up on Facebook and credited him. Uh, for, hey, did for, you for doing that? Yeah. Well, because he deserves credit. He does a lot of these great uh, these great photoshops for us. That we don't even ask for, and uh, they fit so well within the show. So he's got mm. uh, he's got uh, two of us are 
photos superimposed on two Duracell batteries. Uh huh. That's the that's the going to be the logo for the Battery Boys uh, battery service. And uh, somebody already asked, uh, how long will those power my fleshlight? <laughs> a long time, my friend. A long, long time. Well, those two copper tops are guaranteed for 10 years. Ooh, I like that copper top. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. All right. It's 9.15 with Bax and Nagel. The Battery Boys on Rock 102. <laughs> Rock 102.